Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Karen Thompson. Welcome, Karen. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm delighted you're here. So let's start with the hardest part of the podcast. Are you ready? Yes. You know what? I may answer it differently, so go ahead. Let's do it. So I'm going to ask you to give a one-sentence bio, and few people can actually do this. So I want to hear your one-sentence bio. Okay. My one-sentence bio. Actually, I'm I'm actually going to buck that trend a little bit. I love it. Because it's for me, it's really more about words mm. and words purpose driven, intentional, focused on a legacy that is taking a strategy that a company will have that will help design and develop and really translating that into something that's a meaningful experience, whether it's for the customer, for the employees, or anyone else in that ecosystem. Really trying to say, what's the intention behind what we're doing? Sometimes we get so caught up in the words that we forget about the people that are part of who we're trying to make this better for, right? And so for me at this age, and I will say it, you know, over 30 plus years in my career, I only want to do work that is meaningful, that I stand back and say, is it leaving the world a better place? And that may sound lofty, but I believe that we should have some really lofty A goals. Like I don't want to do anything that's just average. I don't do average anymore. I, I only it. focus on things that are saying, so if that's a long way of saying that folk, that one line is I'm unapologetic about the work that I do and I'm very intentional about where I use my time and my talent and my expertise, which is considerable. Love it. And you would not be Karen Thompson if you didn't do it differently <laughs> than everybody else. So I love that about you. So let's get to the first question. How do your values impact your management philosophy? My values stem from my faith. And so for that uh, means I need to give myself grace for being human. You know, I come in with great intentions and sometimes I get in my own way. So I give myself, operate with grace for myself and for the people that I work with. And so because of that, I value transparency. And for me, it's about making sure I'm giving someone a great experience, whether you're a direct report or, you know, you work in a matrix organization. So there are people on, on teams or even a vendor. What I want them to know about me, and this is, again, the driven by my faith, which is, you know, am I living in um, my values? You may not know I'm a Christian, but you know faith is important to me because I'm going to treat you with integrity. I'm going to be very straightforward. And being a faith woman does not mean that, yeah, I'm a cuss sometimes. And I'll be a professional cusser, but I'm going to mix it in with humor and grace. And I do a head tilt smile, so that makes gives me forgiveness for anything I might have said. <laughs> I love that because I think so many times we think we have to be perfect in all areas of our life. But I love that you said one of your values is grace. I don't know that we think about that as much as we should. We're not perfect. We are all so human. Yeah. And being intentional about being connected in that moment to say, you know what? We're working on something, but I'm looking at you and this is not your best day for mm. whatever reason. I'm going to pause and say, hey do we need to do this now or do you need some space to address some other things? And I won't go personal if you don't want to, 
But if I'm seeing like this is just, this is not your best moment, right? Sometimes you need to take a pause and step back. You can either approach it with someone or you can just give them that space and say, why don't I take a draft? Why don't I take a cut at something? And let me give you that to react to. How about that? Would that be helpful? You need to give people permission for their moments and for all the complexity that is life. I think since the pandemic, you know, everything feels so heightened. And I think to come back the way we are right now, the pace feels so fast. It's like we had a nice, as someone said, the pandemic gave us this respite, a little bit of a pause. And now in 2023, it's like, buckle up. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 we shouldn't do that. Like we all said coming right out at the end, like, oh, I love that we had a little more time. We were a little more compassionate. And then we like, okay, yeah, but get all that work done. Right. Yeah. Right. It certainly has amped up. That is a great answer. Let's go to question number two. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? Two, my dad and my last dog I had, Max. He was a rescue. And my dad, because he was a janitor, and he had this philosophy on life. Like He would just cut to the chase. It's like he didn't let his position as a janitor stop him from having impact and looking around and noticing that some children didn't have food mm. or that they were being bullied. And he always made a point of saying, you need to look around you and look at the people who are having a difficult time. Your responsibility is to help others. Just graduated from high school, but he knew more about people, innately about people. And so I take that always to heart. And he also told me, I was complaining about something. I didn't get a promotion. And I thought, I said, this is just unfair. And he said, well, wait a minute. And I said, I think it's because, you know, it's because of my skin, because I'm black. And he said, well, maybe they just didn't like you. I was like, how can you say that? You're my father. And he said, maybe they didn't like you or maybe you didn't do your best. He said, before you go and pull the color or gender card, make sure, did you show up as your best self? Did you do better than anyone else to the best of your ability? You start with self first and then you work out. And that may be a reason sometimes. And let's, you know, he he knew that is. But he didn't want me to use that as my default for why something didn't happen. So that helps to influence how I address situations at work, how I show up, and how I get others around me to show up. You know, I love I love it that you said your dad said they may not have just liked you. My dad gave me some advice once that it literally took me 20 years to understand. And he said, there's always going to be somebody better than you. And I was complaining about something similar. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get something that I thought I deserved. He's like, Donnie, there's just always going to be somebody better than you. I'm like, how could you say that? Like, you're my dad. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that it's always right. going to be somebody better than you. But in the 20 years that that advice is stuck in the back of my head, I realized the point of that was mm-hmm. to go learn from that person. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message about Lipscomb University's College of Business. Are you looking to sharpen your management skills and take your career to the next level? If so, look no further than the MBA program at Lipscomb University. Our part-time program is designed to provide you with the knowledge and the tools you need to excel in today's fast-paced business environment. Lipscomb offers both in-person and online formats that make it a perfect fit for full-time working professionals. Apply now and elevate your management skills. Learn more and apply at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. All right, question number three. What book has made the biggest impact on you? The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. 
I don't know that one. So tell me about it. Yeah. And so it literally is four agreements. It's based on Toltec wisdom. And it's very, very simple. They're just four things. The first is be impeccable with your word. Mm. Means to always operate with integrity. Say what you mean. The next, don't take anything personally. Mm. Usually when people are operating, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with something that may be going on in their life. People are self-absorbed. We think about ourselves. And then, and then you think, oh, I said that. Karen said that. What does she mean by that? And it's like, I really wasn't even thinking about you, Dina. I was literally just thinking about something that happened to me, right? So don't take anything personally. The other is don't make assumptions. Mm. We know that. And always do your best. And know that your best is going to change every day and from situation to situation. But whatever that is, that is your best at that moment and be okay with it. Now, I want to tie a couple of things together that you said here. So mm-hmm. out of the four agreements, you said one of the four agreements is always do your best. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your, in the first question that your values impact your management style. One of the values you mentioned was grace. Mm-hmm. And you talked about giving employees grace. So tell me how you show your employees grace along with making sure you're always doing your best. You know, I'm going to give people room to show up. And I've learned that I can't be the only voice in a room or I can't be the largest voice in the room. And so when working on things at this point in my career, I can give people space to take on more. And so they show up themselves up in the best way. And by that, what I do is I'm going to prep you. Mm. I know the room and I'm going to prepare you and I'm going to see how you react in other situations and I will groom you and help you. And then we're going to debrief after and say, okay, how did you feel about that? All right. That's okay. Shake that off. But what did you learn from it? Mm, That's good. Did you read the room? Did you notice when you said what you said, people kind of pulled back? So you got to pay attention to all those dynamics. And so what I generally will do is I'll invite them to see me or someone else do something because I want them to witness other people's style um, and how they handle things. And I'll have them speak to other people. I said, go talk to Sue. Sue had a really challenging time and I love the way she recovered and the way she worked through. People don't talk about how you recover. They only see the wonderful side of you. Danita's fabulous. She's got this podcast. What we don't see is what it took for you to put this podcast together, right? I believe in showing all of that so when they get to these moments, they have that perspective and they don't come in thinking, I have to be perfect. And like your dad said, you know, there's always someone better. The only thing is, but there's only one you. There's only one you and how you deliver it will be good enough if you feel comfortable and confident in what you bring to the table, which is beautiful, But you have to own that and you have to feel like that. And I will tell them, you know what, wear your favorite underwear, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Because I will say, my dad always said, you know, if your drawers don't feel good, you're not going to walk in right. You're not going to operate well. It's just going to be funky. No one else sees it, but there's something about you that's a little off and you know it. Wearing good underwear, like your mother would tell you, (laughs) matters. It matters because that's just comfort. It's there's something you're doing for yourself that no one else can see but it makes you feel good at your core and you come in and you got a little more swag. It's like, yeah, you all don't know what I got, but I got something right now. That is a great advice. And I love the fact that you said reflect on what just happened. And I think that's a gift that we can give our employees to think about a situation and then reflect on how you felt about it. It's great. That's and fabulous. I'm going to, I'm going to put them in situations where I'm going to pick them back up too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got you here. Now do this. Don't worry. And if you need to punt to me, I will, but otherwise I'm going to keep quiet. Because I, I know what I am capable of doing, but it's not about me right now. It is about you. And it's about you having your own journey. And this is your moment. My moment is a number of other things. My ego is so intact that I don't need to have that space. You need that space. You're letting other people shine. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
All right. Are you ready for my favorite part of the yes, program? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So I'm going to ask you 60 seconds of rapid fire questions. Okay. Your goal is to make me run out of questions. Okay. Okay. I'm focused. What makes you cry? Um, thinking about people that passed away. What makes you happy? The sun. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Good music. Coffee or tea? Tea. Netflix or Hulu? Uh, right now, Netflix. Favorite food? I'm working on my health, so... Uh, oh, a good homemade salad dressing. Oh, that's a good answer. What's your favorite restaurant? I don't have favorites. Any place that serves good seafood. Okay. Oh, um, Eddie V's. Mm, dogs or cats? Uh, I have a cat now, but I love them both. You can have a dinner party with four dead people. Who would they be? Mm, Sojourner Truth. Just always impressed by that. Mahatma Gandhi. I like different things. Um, Winston Churchill, because I just think that would just be provocative, and I like weird people putting them together. Um, and then um, someone who sings, who I can't even think of any. Oh, Prince, just because this would be funny, and this would be the oddest dinner table you've ever seen. And that's a great one to end on. That would be a very <laughs> odd dinner table. I hope you invite me to that, even though I'm not dead. That would be a great dinner table for sure. Okay, your job now is to give parting advice to managers. What's the best advice you could give a manager? Determine what you want your brand to be and what experience you want people to have with you. And I always look at it as when you're not in a room, how do you want people to speak about you? Mm. What are the words you want them to use? And then translate those words into what actions do you need to convey and make part of your, your routine, your thing, so that when people work with you, they're going to say what you want them to say because you were deliberate on creating the space and the environment for them to experience you and the work you do together. If it's solely focused on you, 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 and not on what you want them to experience with you, how you want to grow together, it can't be self-focused. So again, understand what you want your brand to be, deliver on that, take some risks and bring humor into what you do. Whatever that humor is for you, bring that in and don't be afraid to challenge the system which you did in the very beginning of this podcast. And I knew you would. I love it, Karen. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on this week's show. Thank you, Danita, for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University.